Hello, and welcome to the James Market Clarity Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Kraft. And today on episode eight, I'm joined by portfolio manager and first vice president, Brian Shepherdson. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Thanks for being here. We appreciate having you. Brian, you've been our longtime fixed income expert. Uh, and today's topic focuses on the rather timely topic of inflation. Um, Brian, let's start with what got us to this point uh, in inflation and what factors maybe have contributed to it as it stands today. Yeah, uh, inflation is not something that just happens overnight. And to be honest, it's really been a chain of events that, as I look at it, started uh, back when the U.S. economy was shut down last March due to COVID. Uh, what we saw back in March then as a follow-through, the Federal Reserve stepped in to kind of save the day. Uh, they started buying U.S. Treasuries, mortgage-backed securities, and for the first time, they even started buying U.S. corporate debt. So from that standpoint, uh, they were adding a lot of money to the money supply uh, to the tune of $3 trillion. So you add that into the pockets of uh, people going out through the United States, as well as, you know, we see the Paycheck Protection Plan, other stimulus plans, and we're continuing to hear about even more into the future. You know, I think we can see how uh, that money supply, or as we measure it, M2, has really increased over the past year. Uh, one thing that we continue to follow through, however, is you know the idea of what inflation really is, and it's simply too much money chasing too few goods. And so we have the first part of the equation set up, and I think we're just now starting to see uh, a lot of that money chase those too few goods. As the U.S. economy begins to open up again, individuals are starting to you know go out to dinner more, uh, maybe traveling for the first time, you know possibly adding more and more uh, things back to their house in terms of, you know, fixing it up a little bit here and there. So whatever it might be, that uh, opening up of the U.S. economy has really gotten people in that uh, shopping frame of mind with a little bit more money in their pockets. Sure, sure. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost feels like a little bit of things have to catch back up to speed as far as the supply side goes. Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of pent up demand uh, really causing those issues. And I think where it was before on the supply side, when everything got shut down, there was a lot of supply, no one really buying. Today, it seems almost the opposite uh, with some of those factors where we've heard about uh, chip shortages coming from China, uh, affecting whether it might be automotives. Uh, we've heard stories from John Deere or whatever it might be. Uh, some of those electronics, uh, all those products are really starting to be in higher demand at this point in time with a little bit lower supply. Sure, sure. Well, thank you for, for bringing us up to speed there. As we kind of turn our gaze towards the future, where do we see inflation going from here? Are there any maybe specific indicators that you're looking at or, or the research team is? It's certainly. There's quite a few things that we look at um, when trying to track inflation and where it's going. Um, number one, I would say Within the bond market itself, just those overall expectations, uh, we've seen the long end of the bond market, meaning long-term dated bonds, 30-year bonds, uh, start to drift higher in yield. That's one signification that maybe uh, inflation is picking up. We also look at 
treasury inflation protected securities and they have a little bit of a, a difference in them that they have an inflation expectation built into the price and that's starting to tick up tip up. Um, we also look at commodities that are moving higher as well as housing. So when we see all those prices start to move a little bit higher, those are some signs that inflation is starting to pick up. And maybe lastly, we're starting to see it in terms of wage inflation. Uh, as the unemployment rate comes down and further and further, uh, it's apparent that more and more people are getting back to work and it's going to be a situation where possibly uh, they could do so at a little bit higher rate. Sure. Well, a lot of that makes sense. Now, as many of our listeners know, you know, James Investment has been a balanced manager for, um, it's crazy, but almost the last 50 years. And as a balanced manager, fixed income is always going to be a part of that equation. Um, in times such as these, how do you approach your portfolios? I, I know you mentioned tips. Uh, are there any other tools that you like to employ? Well, certainly when it comes to uh, the fixed income positions that we do have, uh, the first thing that we can do is lower the duration of those bonds. Simply what that means is selling out of the longer dated, meaning 10, 20, and 30-year bonds maturing, and get more short, meaning one, two, and three-year bonds. Uh, the rationale for that is those shorter bonds have less price sensitivity to interest rate changes. So as we do that, it helps um, protect our principal for what we've invested. We can also look to some other things, like you did mention, TIPS, which are Treasury Inflation-Protected Securities, which give a little boost when uh, inflation does creep up. And above and beyond that, it doesn't always have to be within the fixed income arena that we look at. Uh, we've done several studies that try and point us into the right direction as to what to buy. Uh, those That research does show that commodities often do better than bonds, but believe it or not, the asset that holds up the best uh, is actually small cap stocks. Those tend to do very well in high inflationary environments. Really? I, I would not have thought small cap stocks would have been the, the go-to in times of inflation. Yeah, you know, as we kind of look back at, we think about it in terms of um, those companies that are large and hold a lot of cash, that kind of value erodes a little bit. So maybe it's those smaller companies that are a little bit more nimble. They're investing back into themselves. Uh, they're able to weather the storm of inflation and kind of uh, use it to their advantage. Gotcha. Adapt and overcome with small caps. There it is. Absolutely. Well, Brian, thanks for your time today. And I really appreciate you being here. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. If you have any questions about investments, please get in touch with us at www.jamesinvestment.com. And be sure to join us next month as we dive into our discussion on active versus passive management and how ETFs can help supplement your portfolio. James Investment, your future, our purpose. 